Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, met fellow adventurers, we are back with Sir Quoking. He has defeated the fallen fall, and thus released the souls of all the undead under his com- under his command. And, uh, oh, which also means the same undead can't go around causing problems for everyone else, killing more people and trapping more souls. All in all, it's a good thing. Oh, and he could go to wherever it is that that Vaughan Falls go when they double die or whatever. Maybe there's some sort of hell. Or maybe there's heaven. Maybe it actually is oblivion. I don't know. It hasn't been specified. We know, we know there are ghosts, but we don't know what happens after you kill the ghost. And anyway, now, as mentioned before, Vaughan Fools have all sorts of nice treasures. Let's just see what they are. You discover and take possession of the following items. A black stone wing. Let's look at that. One stamina points, one spirit. This wing has been carved out of a piece of black stone. Despite a few scratches, it bears no markings. Uh, it's just, I'm currently wearing four wings, so that's not, that's not going to be equipped. The Tattered Scroll. Cryptic, runic symbols cover the surface of this ancient piece of parchment. An engraving at the bottom of the scroll depicts a bolt of lightning surging forth from an open hand. Alright, now this one... This one teaches you one skill or power. I just check. I know it's definitely one power, but is it one skill? Yep, dust powers. It teaches you one power. It could be any power. Well, any of the ten normal powers. It won't teach you shadow magic because whoever made the scroll didn't even know about shadow magic because it's super secret, and I don't know what. Is at this stage in the game. So, but more importantly, if you happen to have learned all the ten regular powers, you get free Neville Reserve, which is much more valuable than the small leather pouch. We're delighted to discover this small leather pouch contains a collection of precious gemstones. What need the Vaughan Fall had for such things, you cannot guess. But you safely stow the pouch away amongst your belongings. And this is probably the most powerful of them all. The Elixir of Torrent. This small elixir, small vial, contains a potent elixir, known as the Elixir of Torrent. 
The results of quaffing this notoriously foul-tasting red liquid are unpredictable at best. It's recommended you save your game before taking a sip. You're about to step away from the remains of the foul creature. When you notice the top of an iron lid, lid poking up through the pile of bones and kindness to your left. With curiosity outweighing caution, you quickly clear away the pile of rotting flesh to reveal a large wrought iron chest. The heavy wrought iron chest on the floor in front of you is covered with carvings that depict some sort of gruesome ritual. Many dozens of skeletal figures march towards a rowed figure in the centre front panel of the chest. His arms waves as he holds aloft what appears to be a large tome. You curiously note the chest is actually a solid unit, with no visible separation between its lid and lower portions. Into the top of the lid are set a series of four small square impressions. Your mind races as you begin to ponder what might reside within so protective an enclosure. Looking once more at the top of the chest, you believe the small square impressions must have something to do with opening it. If you do not request the required eyes more items, you must abandon the chest, for it is too heavy to carry with you and seal with the powerful magic not of this world. Hmm, something small, square, and I've got four of them. Small stone cubes. Use them. 128 experience to general. You place your four stone cubes into the four impressions on the top of the iron chest. For a moment, nothing happens, but then, without warning, the chest shudders and the four stone cubes sink into the chest and become flush with the top of the lid. Suddenly, the heavy iron lid separates into two halves and slides off the chest, landing on the floor of the tomb with a loud clank. You step forward and peer into the open chest. Nearly filling the entire interior of the chest is a large, worn leather tomb. The massive book appears to be very ancient, and upon its weathered cover is stitched in thread of silver the likeness of a hideous, glaring skull. A row of five small impressions is set into the cover just above the silver-threaded skull. The first of these impressions is fitted with black, with an opaque black gemstone. An uneasy feeling comes over you as you gaze down at the tome. You find yourself instinctively drawn to the black gem set in its cover. Before you realise what you're doing, your hand reaches out and touches the cover of the tome, your finger coming to rest on the small gem. An icy pain stabs into your finger and shoots the length of your arm, and you instinctively withdraw your hand from the tomb. The strange incident leaves you winded and aching, with the keen desire to further examine the weighty book. You reach in and retrieve it from the chest. Taking care to avoid touching the black gemstone set into the cover, you cautiously open the heavy leather tome and flip through its thick, time-worn pages. You are surprised to find all the pages are empty. You realise the tomb is obviously of great importance in some capacity, or would not have been protected in such a manner. Despite the overall unsettling nature of the book, you feel it would be a mistake not to take it with you. It's a massive leather tome. Emphasis on mass, because it has an encumbrance of six. This large, worn leather tomb appears to be very ancient. Its leather cover is adorned with a glaring skull stitched in silver thread. Set into the cover, in the world of the skull, are five small impressions. An opaque black black gem is set into the first impression. When you are ready to continue, you set about making your way out of this chamber. You wind your way through the piles of carnage towards the spot where you first enter the chamber. Much to your relief, you discover the doorway is no longer blocked by the heavy slab of stone that sealed you into the chamber upon your entry. Well, that's convenient. 
despite the fact you have vanquished the fallen father. You realised you were still in danger the longer you remain in this ancient tomb. With that in mind, you decide to find your way out of this place as quickly as possible. You step through the doorway and move rapidly along the narrow passage beyond, passing beneath the arch at the far end. You're standing in a wide chamber with a high ceiling. The walls of this room are covered with the carvings of hideous skeletal beings. Without exception, each of the carved skeletons is facing a tall arch in the west wall. It's through this arch that you encountered and subsequently defeated the Roran Thrall. You've no desire to pass through the arch again. Lead to the east. Alright, let's make our way out of here. Oh, spider. Alright, get my way spiralling out of the middle. Do 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 do. Spiral, spiral, spiral. Spiraling around. Through the secret door I opened earlier. Now, now, I think if I remember correctly, when, when this dungeon was first released, this was a lot more exciting than just strolling out. I'll just check. Yeah, that does seem to be how it was. Wandering around, just seeing if anything tries to stop me. Looks like it doesn't because I killed all the dead, undead that were raised permanently in the tomb. Because I think that that requires a lot more energy to do, or something like that. So you can only really have a few of those active at a time, or something like that. Not a necromancer. Climb the stairs and leave the tomb. You quickly climb the stairs and exit the tomb. You emerge from the tomb into the dim light and fresh air of the early morning. The cheerful melodies of several nearby songbirds seem strangely out of place in the grim setting of the ancient graveyard. You move away from the entrance to the tomb and spend this next short while resting before you prepare to make return journey to Swithick and announce the success of your mission to Thane Poland. Oh, this is a safe spot because I've just made it safe. Before I went in there, it was very, very not safe. But now it is safe. So I can I can have a nap. Yeah, I don't wanna don't wanna go it's a long, long walk to Twithick and I don't know. I've really I've done done enough already. I'm very nearly exhausted. You select a location. Warily examine the surrounding area, then endeavour to get a welcome bit of rest. I see this is probably now the quietest place in the kingdom. Because the all the undead are regular dead now. And nobody's gonna come here. Because it's all cursed and spooky and forbidden. Well, except me. I don't know, if, if any of them highwaymen were around, survived, they'll be around. But I think that maybe they all got themselves killed. Or maybe the leader's still around. Hmm. Yeah, he's probably not going to be very, I'm not going to be very popular with him. I think you should know better than to miss me. If I can defeat a Vorn Thal, <laughs> I'm not going to be bothered by a few highwaymen. So, well, we'll see, we'll see. Alright, please continue. As you near the crumbling wall that runs the perimeter of the summit of Stoneback Hill, you are suddenly startled by a voice from behind. As you turn around, you suddenly realise all is not right. The hair on the back of your neck stands up. As you behold a familiar face. Well, who could it be? As no, no, Thane Poland can't go here. Mm -hmm. Who else? Who could it be? Who could it be? Could he have sent someone to check on me? Because I've been down there a long while. Standing only a dozen, dozen yards from you, along with five armed men in leather armour. 
Prince Chungar, advisors to Thane Poland, who first concluded that it was a fallen fall that haunted the summit of Stoneback Hill. Chongar smiles and bows deeply, as the five wen around him spread out at his size, their hands gripping the hilts of the long swords slung from their bouts. Wait a minute. These people look like they're about to get into a fight. <laughs> the curse of Stoneback Hill! Lifted forever! Last Chongar, the inflection in his voice making seem making the sentiment seem anything but genuine. I must say, fine work, fine work indeed, Sir Crockington. It is, however, a pity our good Thane shall never have to hear. Good Thane shall have to hear you perished at the hands of the creature you were sent to slay. Which will have mean, of course, the curse on this ground remains very real. Begin to ask Chunga what his business is here, and what he means by the words he has just spoken. But he cuts you off in mid-sentence and continues speaking. Chunga continues speaking, and his, as his men move to slowly encircle you, you learn that he is the leader of the band of highwaymen that launch raids on travellers and merchants. Moving along the forest woes in the vicinity of Stoneback Hill. He and his men have used the hill as staging grounds for their way, their wades. The legend of the curse made certain no one would likely suspect or be foolhardy enough to come in search of the location of the encampment. You also learn that when his men took to robbing graves atop the hill, unbeknownst to him, they unwittingly unearthed the ancient Vorantian tomb. And thus, the lair of the Voran Fall was laid bare. The creature slaughtered five of my men on its own, and the undead creature took another five before the West had sense to flee, he says, his eyes intently watching every move. As I told you before, I'm not particularly fond of dealing with the undead. Do you have seen to it? To it? That I don't have to. Owing to your victory here, our staging grounds are again safe. And for that, I extend to you our deepest gratitude. Oh dear, you, you, you really shouldn't have, you know, revealed your entire plan. You're monologuing. You are monologuing. You are so going to die. As Trongar's men continue to encircle you, and your mind begins to waste as you contemplate a course of action. You realise that Trongar intends to kill you here, concealing your victory over the Varn Fall from Thane Poland, so he and his bandits may continue to operate with, with impunity from a hillside protected by an age-old curse. Curse that will now be given new life which is falsely learned you perished in the tomb atop Stoneback Hill. Suddenly, Chunga weakens up and takes hold of the Oryx Skull amulet and dangles from an iron chain around his neck. Oh no! He gave me that! Horror engulfs you when you realise an exact replica of the amulet that he gave you at the outset of the mission. The amulet you are still carrying! Chunga's amulet glows, glows brightly and the amulet glows brightly and the amulet in your possession suddenly explodes, sending razor-sharp fragments of stone into your chest. Now, of course, I knew that would happening, but I couldn't really give it away without there being spoilers. Trongar <laughs> uh, nods. The five men now encircling you, close in rapidly. Their long swords poised to cut you down at the leader's behest. Well, I was told to deal with the bandits, and you've just delivered them right to me. Yes, you think I forgot about that just because I was fighting the Vaughan Fall? Yeah, that that was that went on top of the list. But that's done. I'm on to the list too. The bandits, you're going down. 
Hold your ground and fight Chungar's men. The first of Chungar's men draw to within melee range, and you move boldly, and you hop boldly forward to meet their attack. Two swordsmen. So, do I kill them, or do I subdue them? Hmm. Now, the thing is, I, I want the Thane to know about this. Because he's going to have to do a whole investigation to find who, everyone associated with this bandit clan that is in his organisation. So we need as many witnesses as possible. Also, you know, not killing people if you don't have to. The men slash at you with their long swords. And they are subdued. 10 XP. The first of Chungar's men slumped to the ground at your feet, having been rendered senseless by your brutal attack. You step past their unmoving forms and focus on the traitor and his remaining thugs. Cut her down! Growls Chungar. You stare fixed on the contest unfolding. The woman. She's but a woman, add a toad. She'll bleed and die as well as any other. The two advancing men nod at each other and rush forward simultaneously to attack. Well, obviously, stand high ground and fight them. Chungar wars his approval as the two sword wielders launch a furious assault on you. Two more swordsmen. I'll subdue these two. The men slash at you with their long swords. And they are subdued. 18 XP. The last of Chungar's five men draws within melee range, and you note, much as may, that the base of his blade bears the insignia of Thane Poland. The man, man wields his sword with a great deal of skill. He only summarizes he must be a mercenary in the service of Thane, who is also in league with the traitor of Chungar. Yes, yes, so we gotta. Gotta get all these people in. Who knows how many other other people are? I mean, he's a he's a top advisor. He's probably probably got them in many of the highest positions, just secretly stealing things and tax farming, even taxes that have already been paid. The man says nothing as he manoeuvres to make the first strike, but in his cold stare. Taste a calculating single minded purpose of a trained killer. So I could run, but no way am I leaving this guy around to go back to Trithic, take up his position, and do crimes. Gaze this man in combat. From several yards away, Chungar watches the brutal contest, his heavy broadsword drawn flat of his blade, wasting against the palm of his hand. This is a skilled swordsman. The previous were just wank amateurs that you just picked up in a bar somewhere. He says, hey, I need some people to kill something. I'll pay you three gold each. Ooh, gold. I could buy beer with that. And then they charged off. Or something like that. Skilled swordsman. Subdue this one too. Man slashes you with the expert stroke of an accomplished warrior. And there we are. He is subdued. 34 XP. The last of Chungar's men topple over and strikes the ground hard. He has been severely battered, and though he will ultimately survive the brutal punishment sustained at your hands, he will never again wield his weapon with such a degree of arrogance. I should not be so bold as to think that an accomplished slayer of the undead would have trouble with a few roughnecks, says so he closes in. No matter, though, you are about to receive rather painful lesson in the art of combat. May the old father make us suffering brief. With another word, Chungar strides forward and attacks. So I could face this battle-hearted warrior in combat, or I could run away. Well, run away? No, I'm not going to do that. He has got to go down.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. I mean, he's both a traitor and he's trying to kill me. Chungar pauses his, moment, his fans momentarily, just below me it rains, and seems to mutter a brief prayer. I don't think the All-Father is on your side, Chungar, because, you know, all those crimes and murders you do, I don't think he likes those. Before rushing forward, his broadsword cutting the air in a series of expert strokes. This is Chungar, begin combat. I'm going to subdue you too, because you have to face the justice of the Thane. You're not going to get away easily with a few stabs. You're going to face. We're, you're, we're going to go medieval on you. Pure medieval. We're, we're talking hung, drawn, quartered, maybe. I don't know if they do that around here. But probably hung. Yeah, you'll probably be hung. And we're not going to do that little little soft hugging where you just drop and your neck snaps. This will be the proper business where you take hours to choke and people are throwing rotten fruit at you the entire time and singing very annoying songs. And we do it in the middle of winter and you don't have a shirt on. So you're cold as well. Or something like that. He slashes at you with his broadsword. He keeps slashing. I keep stabbing. Yes, he's, he's, he's kind of looking like that Black Knight from Monty Python now. And now... And he is subdued. 67 XP. Last. Battered into submission. Trungar drops to his knees and then pitches forward. His head striking the ground alarming force rendering him unconscious you quickly bind him to the moving forms of his men using a rope you find amongst his possessions elated by your victory thankful to survive such a brutal conflict you carefully search through the belongings of Chongo and his five men you may discover, discover the following things which you may take 12 gold, 34 gold 50 gold 307 gold, 135 gold. I take the gold automatically because it's gold and everyone wants gold. And then some long swords, a heavy broadsword. This this heavy broadsword was once owned by Trungar, the traitorous advisor of the Thane Point. This weapon is of sturdy quality. One melee waiting here, and the west. 
of sturdy quality too. I'll take as many as I can. Maybe, oh, yeah, took them all. When you're finished going through the items, you set out on your return trip to Twithic. And they're all tied up. Well, someone will pick them up later. Probably a lot later. Yeah, yeah, someone's going to poop some. Yeah, yeah, a bird's going to poop on you. And you're going to get a really itchy nose. And you won't be able to do anything about it. You descend from the summit of Stoneback Hill. You descend from the summit of Stoneback Hill. Takes a little over an hour. And you reach the base of the hill. You crouch just inside the edge of a tangled thicket of law. And survey your surroundings. Lest any remnant of Torgar's men should be loitering about the area. You're certain the way is clear. You move away from the base of the hill and onto the forest road heading south to Twithick. You've only been walking along the road for a few minutes when the sound of a wagon approaching from the north reaches your ears. You step off into the brush side of the road and wait its arrival. A few minutes later, a covered wagon rolls by, escorted by two armed men on horseback. Two men sit on the buckboard of the wagon holding a long hand axe across his lap, the other smoking a fanciful pipe. Surmising this is a merchant on his way to Twithick, you emerge from the woods and politely ask them for a ride to the city. The armed men on horseback seem quite sceptical of your sudden appearance, but once it is determined you are of honest intent, the man smoking the pipe, those wagon it is, happily offers to give you the ride you asked for. You thank, you thank him and climb aboard the wagon as it again lurches forward and resumes the trek to Twithick. During the ride, the owner of the wagon, a man who introduces himself as Twiddolo, tells you that he is transporting part of his valuable fa- paleo harvest to the market of Twithick. tells you that even with his armed guards, he was somewhat worried about the safety of the roads through the forest. Having heard of the recent rash of raids upon travellers passing through this area, well, it's no doubt by the guiding hand of the old farmer that have made it through these parts unscathed, he says. Perhaps these highwaymen have moved on to better pickings elsewhere. You can't help but spurk as you lean back on the perch of your putboard and stretch your hands out behind your head. With the paleo merchant Tridlow passing away in your ear, you settle back to relax on what is the final leg of the wagon ride to Twithick. When you arrive in Twithick, you bid Trudelow and his man farewell and make your way through the crowded city seats, city streets to Twins Keep. Upon your arrival, you are immediately escorted to the Thane's private chamber. As you step into the wound, Thane Pollard rises from a table Stood with charts and maps, and strides over to meet you in a shoulder cross. Upon taking notice of your condition, Thane Pond immediately calls for one of the healers in his surface, who dutifully attends to your wounds. Fifteen stamina points are restored. I pray for your safe return, Sir Crokerton, he says, smiling broadly. And I praise the All Father that he would have that he would have you standing here before me yet again. It seems that you must bear news the matter at hand here. Let us sit. You may give me a full account. You relate your experience on Stoneback Hill in its entirety. Thane Pond listens intently as your description of the events you atop Stoneback Hill, your descent into ancient Thoranthian tomb, and your hard-fought victory over the Vaughan Thrill in the heart of its shadowy lair. When you arrive at part of the story that details the treachery of Trungar, an angered expression passes over the, th- the thane's face, and he swiftly rises from his feet. Treacherous snake! He was. Thane Pollen's wane subsides, and some somewhat, and he asks you to relate, relate in detail your encounter with Trungar. When you tell him that you've managed to leave Trungar alive bound to the bodies of his men atop Stoneback Hill. He nods approvingly, continues to shake his head in disbelief. Payne tells you he will send a band of his best men to wound up Chungar and his outlaws. 
I shall request that he be brought to me alive, he muses. No matter if he dies, though, for there is no quarter to be given to traitors in the halls of Twinned Keep. For a good long while you sit in the Thane's chamber, graciously accepting the praise that heaps upon you, and listening intently to his words that seem to foreshadow the promise of venture in the days and weeks to come. I have need of someone of your skill, he says. Do we not be so foreigners to assume that one of your remarkable abilities does not have many other pressing matters to attend to? That having been said, I ask you do not make yourself a stranger around Twin Keep. The Fane insists that you stop by from time to time, for you will likely have several tasks on which he, se- which he will seek your assistance. At last, content with your mate, victory, but happy to put the matter of Stoneback Hill behind you. You bid Thane Porrand farewell, and set off on Twin Keep onto the looming streets of Twithick. Congratulations, Sir Crokington. Through your efforts, the legendary curse of Stoneback Hill has at last been laid to rest, and a dangerous traitor has been removed from Thane Porrand's service. 2,048 experience to general, 128 experience to all skills and powers. In the months that follow your mission, King Thwenwald of Tysa strikes down the 300-year-old decree that made Stoneback Hill forbidden ground. With the decree no longer in effect, efforts are soon underway to restore the old graveyard on its summit. And that is the end of that little quest. Well, not that little. It took us about three hours to do. Admittedly, a lot of that time is me having to start again because I did it too soon. Now, let's go have a look at these. Let's go have a look at that elixir. I'm going to save now. Definitely save. Now to the elixir of torrent. Let's just see what happens when I use it. A strange sensation washes over you as you quaff the elixir. Your might score has been permanently increased. I'll tell you that. Alright, my might has gone up by two points. It'll help a bit. It'll help a bit. I now have a slightly larger frog. No, right, toad. Slightly larger toad. Just slightly larger. Something like that. Uh, now, now that we're a renowned adventurer, we can go. We can go to the Grey Circle in Talonus. So I'll just save again, and we can now do that. All right, the Grey Circle compound, the walled compound of of stone buildings in the southern quarter of your city, this city. The city is home to the grey circle in Talonus, from a mound of raised earth in the centre of the compound, soaring high above, by above the, high above the rooftops of the building surrounds it, rises a tall tower of grey stone. Two armed guards stand on duty before the set of heavy iron gates that breach the surrounding wall, to approach the gates, you detect a faint blue glimmer on the weathered eye. Seek to enter the compound. Two guards set forward, man to know your business within the compound. Ask to see the archmage. Word of your request. Set into the compound, and several minutes later, a flush young man appears at the gates bearing reply. He tells you the archmage Theridion has agreed your request. Proceed to request and agree to meet with you. The heavy iron gates shimmer brightly for a moment and then swing silently open. You bid the guards a good day and step through the gates into the compound. The young man leads you through the city-like compound of stone buildings to the tower in its centre. You are led to a chamber high in the tower where you find yourself face to face with the Archmage of Talonus. The Archmage of Talius, John Theolon, is a young man who looks no older than perhaps thirty. 
welcomes you into this chamber and politely inquires about the nature of your visit. Ask made slowly on studies with deep questioning eyes as you introduce yourself. Seek to join the grey circle. Because uh, everyone ends up doing that. Archmage Thurion sighs with you, smiles when you tell him you wish to join the Grey Circle. For several moments he continues to study you in silence. At length the Archmage breaks his silence, tells you he is more than happy to grant your admittance to the Thanes to the Grey Circle. You are well versed in magic, that much is plain to me, he says. You are fine, Sir Croakton. The Grey Circle has much to offer its member mages, novice and master alike. Although we can't do the toad thing. Matt Archmay Therion wishes you well and turns you over to a white-haired man in blue robes. Who bows sweetly before making your acquaintance. Freyban is our resident master of elementalism, says the Archmage with a certain degree of pride. He shall handle all the necessary affairs regarding your admittance to our circle. I shall see you again in a few moments, Sir Crookington. Fairburn informs you that monetary donations required to join the Grey Circle. It tells you that based on what the Archmaid Therion has communicated to him with regards to you, your mission three will be seven thousand seven hundred and seventy-five gold tokens. Alright, looks like the more powers you have, the cheaper the cost is. But it's still gonna be quite a bit. Alright, well I'll pay the gold anyway. Fabian accepts your admittance fee and leads you from the Archmage's chamber to a lower level within the tower. Will you enter a wide circular chamber? Where twelve rogue mages have gathered, Archmage Slurion steps forth from the group of mages and bows cordially before introducing you by name to the other spellcasters present. Following the introductions, the Archmage consists of a small but elaborate ceremony designed to welcome into the circle. As he speaks, the other mages bow their heads solemnly. The ceremony ends with the Archmage posing a direct question to you. Sir Quokington, he says, his tone suddenly flat and somewhat cold. You must forever adhere to the walls that bind together our fellowship of mages. Therefore I ask now that you swear to all present your undying allegiance to the Grey Circle. It's our oath of fellowship, and it's an oath that should not be taken lightly. Well, I've already paid, so I could swear the oath of fellowship or refuse it. Thing is, I want to go in here and learn the powers. Learn the powers. So I'll swear the oath of fellowship. Archmaid Felion strides as you swear the oath of fellowship. He then strides forward and meets you in a shoulder cross as he welcomes you into the grey circle. In turn, the other mages that are present each congratulate and welcome you. Little doubt that I'll see you before too long, says the Archmage before he departs from the chamber. Until then, be well, Sir Crokington. Several of the mages take you on a lengthy tour of the walled compound, till at last you arrive at the large stone building closest to the tower, known as the main hall. You step into the main hall. You are in the main hall, located in the heart of the Grey Circle compound in the city of Talonus. A fire wars at one end of the hall. Several long wooden tables run nearly the entire length of this broad arts chamber. Several of your Grey Circle members are present in the hall. Some reading, some meditating, others just talking quietly amongst themselves. Here you may explore the compound and take advantage of the many opportunities the Grey Circle affords mem the members of its magic-wielding fellowship. Alright, let's get some magical training. Grey Circle compound in Talalus is, is able to offer training and instruction in the fo following spheres of Neville Magic. Destruction, Elementalism, Conjuration, Telekinesis, Fortification, Illusion, Gating, restoration, and divination. Hmm, 
I will take yeah, destruction. You decided to seek instruction. Level R. Instruction in the art of destruction. Seek to acquire the power of destruction. That's 2048 experience. I learn it. And I learn it at level 10. Now, I can't learn. I, I don't have enough XP to learn the next one. But that, that, that's a good power to have destruction. Because that lets me do raw damage. Admittedly, it doesn't work as well against foes that resist. But I'll be getting other things soon enough. Okay, now, there's another thing you get after doing this. So let's go and see, see the thing. Visit the Eastern part. Seek to enter Twin to keep. Quest to see Thane Point. Words of your request is, is carried by a path messenger to the keep. And only a few short minutes last before the message returns with word that they should see at once. The guards open the gates and allow you to enter. Once you are past the gates, you are met by another guard, who promptly escorts you to the Thane's private chamber within the keep. Thane Pod rises from behind the long cluttered table and greets you with a shoulder cross as you step into the chamber. He then offers you a mug of freshly blued, brewed paleo seat beside the fire. You graciously accept the offer and take a seat next to the crackling fire. I nearly forgot the staying pollen suddenly springing to his feet, meaning to present you with something. It's a token of my gratitude for your service. Follow me, will you? Staying pollen leads you out of the chamber, down several twisting flights of step, steps and through a tall stone arch to a high-walled courtyard. You follow across the courtyard and up to the heavy wooden door of a small tower situated in the northeast corner. A thin trail of smoke rises from the chimney that runs up one side of the structure. This tower was once part of the old keep, he says, as he raps loudly on the door. It served as a watchtower in days past, yet for many years it has been a residence here on the grounds was the keep. It was most recently occupied by Trunga. I trust you have little difficulty recalling that treacherous snake. The tower door springs open and two men and a woman emerge from it. Their grubby tire and grime laden faces they witnessed what has been a morning of toil. All has been done as you asked, my lord, says one of the men, as all three of the servants bow deeply before the fane. We've scoured it from top to bottom. It's white and ready for, its good, for this good lady. The Fane commends you, and then dismisses servants and proudly ushers you into the tower. The tower is much less stark than its outward appearance would suggest. A crackling fire and a grand fireplace casts its flickering light off a well-appointed sitting room and several shelves of old books. The staircase winds about the wall of the tower and ascends through the ceiling to a second level. The sleeping quarters are above, says the thing, as he pats on his shoulder. I've no doubt you'll be most comfortable here. If there's anything you should need, of course, just let me know. These quarters are yours now, Sir Crokington. I hope it's to your liking. Stunned by a generous gift, you are hurry to thank the thing. He waves his hand. Dismissal of your gratitude. Certainly the least I could do to repay the favour done on my behalf, he says, as he makes his way through his door. I could think of no one more deserving of it than you, friend. Before you can respond, the Fane has exited the tower, closing the door behind itself, leaving you alone in your newly appointed quarters. Yay! I am in my private quarters, a thin keep. Now, there's quite a few things I can do here. I can store items. I can rest. 
I can pop over to the Thane, look at the books, relax in front of the fireplace, or even explore the worms at Wandam from here. Let's relax in front of the fireplace. The embers beneath the crackling fire cast a warm glow over you as you relax in a wide, well-upholstered chair, a few feet in front of it. You catch yourself dozing off now again. Find a struggle to stay awake in the face of the fire's hypnotic dance. Okay, I think that is everything for now. Uh, later on I'll be selling all the stuff I've got. But next time we'll be doing some other adventure. I don't know what it is yet. But anyway, until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corian's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corian.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corian.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.